Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. What up, y'all? Oh, Welcome to Stereo. Yes, we are here. Episode one, our, first one. Yes, this is our official first one, but more to come. Absolutely. My name is Anne from She Gets a Pod. And I'm Greg from Young, Black, and Bothered. How are you guys doing? Dance right, dance right. Oh, okay. Man. Be on the stereo thing. Was your was your dinner everything you dreamt? No. Um <laughs> the reason <laughs> the reason <laughs> the, the reason why was because like you know I was kind of rushing through it because I was so excited to be on here. So I was like, all right, let mm. me hurry up and rush through it. And then, you know, we got to talking about, you know, stereo and how it works. And it's kind of hard to try to explain this platform to like family who are a little bit older, because they see it as yeah. like another social media site do you need to have another one is it that's like you, you yeah. don't understand this platform yet it's new it's going to get better but you know we're working on it and then we went from eating dinner and talking about that to them saying that they wanted to watch um the social dilemma so they wanted to watch that it's basically a netflix documentary who's basically trying to tell you that all social media is bad it's tracking you blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah. that was about an hour and 40 minutes of my time so we finished watching that and I was like, great, let me get myself together because Chad and I are about to go in. And right before. Let that, me get myself right before, together for the social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we go right into it. And then, you know, after the little social dilemma thing goes off, what do we get? We get MSNBC. And what are they talking about? The no. topic we're going to talk about. Tonight. Yeah. So that was my, you know, first half of my dinner. What about you? Um, I did the podcast, but you said it pod. Um, that was fun. We were talking about miserable women or how do you know that a woman is miserable? All about mm-hmm. that. And they were trying to understand why I'm purposely not talking to men unless they already have children and they don't want anymore. Yeah. And uh, 
So that went. <laughs> oh boy, you, you said that went. Now did it go up or did it go down? Because that went. I mean, we, it- we came to an understanding. Okay. Because they were trying to say that because I don't want any more kids, and I'm only interested in men who already have kids that don't want any more kids. That I'm, I'm gonna have like negative five people to pick from, kind of. And I don't like, feel like that because if you think about men today, um, at least four out of ten men have kids already with somebody. Exactly. Now, depending on the age range you meet a man, if a man is like 37 plus, the odds that he wants more kids unless he's just, you know, a horn dog and really not involved with children like you would want from a man he gonna want more kids but if he understands how involved you need to be in the child's life at that age range most men don't want kids and though that's the man i want yeah you want a man with responsibilities who's like hey like i got some you know things on the side or whatever that are my responsibilities because if you find a man that's responsible then he's gonna be responsible with you and i would hope that's how that works so oh boy but yeah, so that was fun. That was good. So just, out, 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 outside ahead. of that, yeah, would it be would it, would it be in a Friday? Is this Friday like any different from any other you've ever had, like recently, or is this just like same old same because of the whole COVID um, situation? It's it's um, t- this Friday has been pretty good. Because I actually got to have my mom day. Fridays are usually my mom day where I get rid of the girls. I drop them off at camp and I get to go do what Chantal needs to do for Chantal. And that's working out, that's shopping, that's having the okay to just be around Atlanta without kids for X amount of hours. And then around like four 30-ish, 5 o'clock, I go get them and then it's back in my mode. But I need that for my sanity. Like, kids, you need and you're going to learn this as your child gets older. You need to have time away from your kids just like you need to have time away from the person that you're in a relationship with. Um, Because the respect grows, the um, insight grows, the understanding grows when you're apart and you come back together. When you're around your kids too much, you're just going to have pettiness, argument, yep. um, yelling matches, a child not listening because they need a break just like you need a break. So that's why I do it. So it's been a good Friday. Mm. That's good. Like, then mm-hmm. I guess a lot of the same. Um, I'm starting to actually start to get complacent with work where working from home is no longer a chore. It's easy. Like I'm working around like things that make being in the house difficult. So I started mm-hmm. doing things like clean, cleaning shit that's already clean or, you know, <laughs> you in daddy mode. You in daddy yeah. mode. Yeah. And it, it's starting to concern me because, you know, I have a lot of friends who are bored with being in the house because of COVID and stuff like that. It's like, you realize, like, you can make being at home fun. And on a Friday, like, just do the shit that you would do on a Saturday. That way you have Saturday to do absolutely fucking nothing. And, like, to me, I'm just learning, like, little intricate ways of making, like, myself happy and making myself more entertained throughout the day. So this Friday just went a little bit better than last Friday 
because mm-hmm. it was raining outside. And I found out when it rains outside, I'm more productive. So, you know, you and I were mm-hmm. exchanging like texts, we're doing emails, talking about the show. And then I was like, oh, like, I found out even more topics I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, we're going to be very productive, not only on the show, but just in general. So. Okay, I like it. When it rains outside, I'm only productive um, sexually with another oh, person. But oh, since no one here, <laughs> I just have to think the most about my rainy days. So, well, well, a- according to the Twitters, that you know, oh. women find you know more pleasure in the toys that they receive on like inclement weather days, like when it snows, when it rains outside. Like women are more does- liable to have self-pleasure because of that that doesn't include me me and my toy has only been on a date twice oh my lord well i'm sorry but i will i will suggest getting the eva dane too and uh yeah like we we might have to have a episode for toy suggestions because i'm learning as i go so I mean, I would love to um, talk to women that have dealt with more toys. I'm just not at the stage of my um, toy life where I will physically walk into a store and be like, hey, I want to try this and lay it on the counter. Like, no, Mm -hmm. my toys still come to my house discreet, Amazon, nothing on the package. Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is true. So I I guess this is since this is the first episode, we need to explain like how we came up with the term loudmouth stereo. Okay. So, so loudmouth stereo is basically Greg and I just going in on topics that need to be discussed because the world has lost their mind or people slipping out here or we just tired of talking to individual after individual about the same shit. We trying to get everybody at the same time all at once one-stop shop okay that's what loudmouth stereo is and we all have different opinions because you know greg has his views on things that i appreciate because it's a male aspect and i have my view on things and i'm very direct and just you know might be an hr issue but we are right because most of us is not at work so um you know and (laughs) W- with me, I can just extend my gratitude to you every episode that you do of your part, you know, your personal podcast. But more importantly, like you don't let everybody else's opinions as women or men dictate how you should feel as you as a person. And right. that's why I was like, I have to do a show with you. I have to continue to do a show with you. And even when we do like our own individual shows, I'm like, no, she's coming on this week because not only do we get along, which is number one. But yeah. the topics she's going to be versed about. And if we don't know about it, we won't speak about it. And I think that should exactly. just be law. Right. You know, can't speak for everybody, but I ain't going to yeah. tell you it unless it has worked for me or I've seen it in real life played out. Yep. So that's how I like to do that. So I agree. our topic, you want to you wanna dive into this one? Okay, so do you, do you want me to set the scene? Because I, I don't mind. Um, okay, set the scene. So, w- with this being said, there are officially 18 days to go until election day. So, my rule of thumb is let's make this shit count. Um, mm. more, more importantly, what we're going to dive into a little bit is our Black folks telling people to not vote or to vote or whatever the case might be but more importantly you have to stop telling people who aren't voting 
or voting their benefits or their non-benefits because they're voting. And it's frustrating to talk about because, you know, people say don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics. But the thing is, everybody is talking about politics right now. Everyone. You can't get past it. You can't get rid of it. And it's fine. However, we have a few friends and family members, and I'm sure people who are listening can say the same thing. That absolutely refuse. But we're going to dive into that a little bit later. You have a topic that you wanted to discuss just to like ease us into what they're going to get later on in the show. So uh, I'm going to let you take the floor with that. All right. So I have a question. If you had a partner or yourself, you were in a relationship or in a marriage where you had a um, possible deadly illness and you did not have a will or you have a will, but you didn't add your spouse to the will. What reasons would you not add your spouse to the will? And when do you have like, okay, if it, if my illness gets here, I'm going to go ahead and add them to the will just in case anything happens. Why is it that people are in relationships, it looks like a good marriage, and they don't? add people to the will in, in my in my personal opinion of this and it's going to offend somebody off like right off the rip right. a lot of people put the wills in their children's name just in the case just in the scenario hey you know this marriage doesn't work out you are going and you have full intentions of taking the money and not giving it to the children yeah. that we bear then yes i'm going to give them what is oh what i worked so hard for for them because even right. though you might be married, you might be in a relationship, the money that you made separate from your own marriage that you decide to leave is on you who you wanted to leave it to. And right. even me personally, I would want to leave the money to my children and let them dictate where that money goes. Because no matter if they love you or hate you, they were born by you. They wouldn't be here without you. And mm-hmm. hopefully you have children that when they grow up to make that responsible choice, they make the right choice. Okay. Most adults can't do the same thing. Yeah, I agree because adults think in a selfish adult way, especially when they're in process of grieving, they start to get, you know, my, 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 me, me, me. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're not singing. Okay. Yep. And I just, you know, to me, a will means like, I'm thinking of you. I thought of you. You're important to me. And you when I if I ever leave you, you're gonna have the weight of some responsibility. So let me go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a relationship or in a marriage where you guys are serious but you do not have kids, what are some reasons why you wouldn't leave a will? For me, the reason why I wouldn't leave a will is because I mm-hmm. know it would cause conflict amongst family. Like, say if there's no children involved, just in that small case, you're going to have your mom, you're going to have your dad, or, you know, if they, you know, if they outlive you or something like that. But if you Mm -hmm. don't, then you have siblings, you got cousins, everybody has their hand out because they feel as though they are owed something because of the relationship they keep around you. And Mm -hmm. I've noticed this even in my own family where they, we we have this one family member that we like to call the Black Widow. And the reason why we call God, yeah, and it, it sounds really derogatory, but it's the truth. What happens yeah. is this this woman in our family has a knack for if a person or a family member is sick, she's yeah. close to them for a while. 
and she, she she's close with them for a while just to make sure that she might be able to get like a check or she might get something no. from the situation. All, yeah, like you you remember the movie um, Adam's Family Values when um, when Uncle Fester like he ended up marrying that lady who was the Black Widow. That that's yeah. what we we saw that as and. Mm. Me, I've always told myself, I was like, okay, if I ever get sick or if something were to happen to me, then where would that money go? And that's something that it's sad that you have to think about. And yeah. I thought about it. I was like, as long as it's not her, I'm good. And, mm-hmm. you know, even with my own family, because she's close with our family and I don't want it to be a situation where if something were to happen to one of my family members, she has her hand out. Mm-hmm. So it's better. I see a lot of people have it better to just not leave a will, just more say, you know, the house, yeah, yeah, I can get rid of. Um, I've seen people go and leave fifty thousand dollars to a dog. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen people leave money towards animals and not their kids. Yeah, because animals don't treat you wrong. They might bite you maybe once or twice, but they won't treat <laughs> you wrong. And I, I guess there's a clause that I learned about that. Even if that dog go, like, say you, you know something happens to like any of us, we pass away, mm-hmm. but we left the money to our dog. The dog inherits the money, but as a result, someone has to inherit the dog. So there's a clause where that person has to take care of that dog. Once that dog passes away, then, yeah, you can go and say that goes into the will for like once that dog passes away, then it goes to you. But the thing is, that's especially in the clause. So say, for example, you have to be with that dog until the day that dog passes away, which Mm -hmm. will let you know who really cares about you you get rid of that dog you get rid of your money honey exactly this can't be a oh well the dog all of a sudden you know had a broke leg so i put it down no yeah it's hey that dog lived until they were 37 years old and you know what i stayed with him the entire fucking time i treat because then it gives people the notion of compassion make sure that they know like hey i wasn't doing this to be like you know deceitful in giving you a will you gotta work for it we've seen I mean, tv we've sh- we seen people have wheelchairs on dogs mm-hmm. have dogs that only use their two front legs have dogs that don't have no legs and i'm just like so oh trust me i have an emotion my dog is considered a emotional support animal does yeah. he is he emotionally there for me yes do like is it like medical absolutely not but what does it do? It gives me the opportunity to get on planes, trains, automobiles, and I don't have no problems. If I wanted to, I can walk down the fucking street, go to the mall, go to the store, and have my dog with me. Why? Emotional support. You never know what happens with somebody's lifestyle or anything like that when they yeah. have those pets. But at the same time, you know that they have some type of relationship with that dog. But mm-hmm. a lot of people have a better relationship with their dogs than the people that they would leave wills to. So just tying that all in. It all depends on what you want to do with your will. Me personally, I feel like, you know, my wife, I would obviously give her money for the will, but I would much rather give her a sum of the money and not the option of, hey, this is all for you to decide yeah. who it goes to. All the money. Yeah. Because yeah. once, you, once you do that, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll give, you know, I'll give your mom $500, but I'm going to take 50000 It's like, wait, how the fuck is that? That doesn't even out. So yeah. It causes a rift. And it just goes down and down the system. It's just not really a good idea. Yeah. I, I've i thought about making a will, um, right. being that I have two kids. But at the same time, I'm just like, Chantal, you're not even like where you want to be yet career-wise or having money-wise to be like, you get this and you get that right now. 
there's nothing logically that really matters of value that I will give them um, other than experience of their childhood with me taking care of them. Um, but I, I, my goal is to get to a point where I do have something to give them and also to leave them that actually makes a difference in their life as they grow. Um, so until then, I'll keep my mind on what I would want in that will. But for right now, I just don't have anything, any idea to put it in, especially for um, Black people. That's something we don't think about until it's too late, is to create a will, especially when we have a lot of kids or we have a lot of family. And it just, it dissolves any, like, issue at the end um, with people arguing and all of this stuff when you're supposed to be grieving so um, it's just a responsible thing to do, just like life insurance. Mm-hmm. And so. the, the will that you draw up, just make sure it's someone that you have trusted with, even if you're alive. Like, say, for example, mm-hmm. if you trust them with your kid, you should be able to trust yeah. them with your will. And that's just yeah. how that works. Like, prime example, people who consider, like, their friends, their godparents to their children, that mm-hmm. would be a good person to trust with your will if you trust them. And that's how that's supposed to work. I see a lot of people and I've heard of a lot of people that give their wills to their homies or the nanny or something like that. And the next thing you know, the nanny or whoever that person is, they then took that $50,000 and went to fucking Cabo and blew it two weeks. It it happens. You have to be able to know the people that you, you know, the company you keep and more importantly, the money that you're going to give them. So even the parent, like there are parents who read up on, um, life insurance policies with their kids mm-hmm. and then they say, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot them in the car. I was so stressed. No, you plan to leave them in the car. Exactly. Don't don't be Tasha St. Patrick. Don't, don't be trying to Ooh. go and get the will and you and you did not deserve that shit. Because I'm telling you, yeah. the look on her face when all that shit went to Tariq and she found out, oh, well, he actually has to work for it and earn it. It fucked her up and now look where she's at. Don't be Tasha. Be somebody mm-hmm. who you know for a fact that loves the spouse that they're with you love them, they love you, and they trust you with it. If he didn't trust you with it when y'all were together, he's not mm-hmm. going to trust you with it when he's gone. So, right. just be mindful of that. Mm. Well, so, let's... <laughs> so, oh boy. That, 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 we try to make that as less heavy as possible. Yeah. It's about to get worse. So, um, ah. I, I, guess, I guess the next topic. Do you want to lead in, or do you want me to like kind of... Because today I actually experienced this. So voting for Georgia started Monday. And my goal was to go vote on Monday. But the realtor that I'm dealing with for this house um, was on super, super, super CP people time. And um, she was late to her office, which threw threw off my morning. So I didn't get to vote Monday. So I waited till Friday when I didn't have my kids to go vote. Went to the rec center. I went to vote last time where I was like in and out for 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, got to the rec center and they, they let me pass where you were supposed to vote. I'm just like, okay, we passing here. Where is this line leading? To a whole fucking uh, uh, gym where people are four four people apart lined up in a zigzag in a gym room and being mm-hmm. called by the tens to get in the room to vote. 
I got there at 9.04 a.m. I did not physically cast my ballot until, um, I want to say, 11.48 a.m. Jesus. I hope you took your eye Listen, I, I was on the phone tweeting and listening to my podcast for Friday um, in the morning, but mm. I just I just got a glimpse of what voters' suppression was for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I said, they're really trying to deter predominantly Black people or Black areas from voting in groups. And I'm really um, proud of the turnout for Georgia, but mm-hmm. I saw groups of young people five at a time, three at a time, four at a time, get out of line and leave, get out of line and leave. And I'm just like, those are the people that need to vote the most. Those are the people that really be affected the most. Like young people don't understand by the time we get to like our parents age, there will be no social security. There will be nothing to help us statewide or uh, countrywide to help us maintain a lifestyle. So if right now you're not doing anything as like putting money aside for your retirement or nothing like that. Do you plan to work until you hit the casket? Exactly. Do you plan to be one of those old people behind the counter ringing up people, not being able to see a screen? Like what is your setup? Do you know what yeah. like your state government or your country is doing to set your future up? And are you setting it up? And it was just like, damn, voter suppression is real. Like, I shouldn't be able to go to Atlanta downtown and people are getting in and out in 10 minutes. But yeah, I'm in here for the last three hours. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to you got to do better. You're you not voting is a vote. You voting is a vote. So you just make a choice. On do you want somebody who doesn't deserve to get your vote, or do you want to pick someone that you deserve um, to get your vote? And and people don't understand that. People think, oh, you know, if you vote, it doesn't really matter. But mm. you got to think of people that look like you, that struggle worse than you did, that had less than you did, that were told because mm-hmm. of the color of their skin they're not allowed to have an opinion. That were told the exactly. color of their and they're not allowed to be in here with me. You're not allowed to be beside me or even think of responding to this issue. So now that we do have the opportunity to to have an opinion, a lot of us are not sharing our opinion. But when we don't have enough money on our check, we got a problem. When our jobs lay us off, we have a problem. When our kids can't get school lunch, we have a problem. When our kids have old books and they don't have like new computers or devices to go ahead and learn, we have a problem. When our school's um, score is below average for the area, but this is where we can afford to live, we have a problem. You have to choose what you want to have a problem with. And if you have a problem with it, what did you do? before this problem occurred to prevent this problem. Oh, I forgot you didn't vote. At all. At all. I, okay. Are you ready for like this? Because I've just, um, I've been thinking about it and I'm ready. So first and foremost, I just got to say, we get it. The electoral college is trash, but not mm-hmm. voting will not get rid of it. 
Right. I, I think that needs to be crystal clear that a lot of people try to confuse the two and they are the same. Number one. Number two, when my peers and your peers, more importantly, us as not just minorities, but more specifically, black folks, when we don't vote, it sends messages to others, others being anybody you want to say. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you a color, creed or person. Yeah. It sends to others that we don't vote. So in turn, they think, why should we listen to them? The reason why they think that is because we can't go and do the bare minimum, which is, hey, if you got to stay in the line and get it done, you know what? Go get it done. When mm-hmm. you go and you practice that, I, I don't want to do it. I don't know. This is taking forever and I got to walk away and stuff like that. Think about it. If you walk away, the next three people are going to be just as impatient and they're going to walk away. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, the line gets down. Like it, it's like you said, not only just voter suppression, it's just laziness. And yeah. people just have to do better. More importantly, though, trying to discourage people from voting by saying that it's pointless is irresponsible as fuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely irresponsible. It's That's just my take on it. Yeah. It, it, it hurts to know that there are people like that and they won't go and vote like in your face, but they'll go somewhere else. They won't go to that voting ballot book, you know, room or something like that. They'll go to the next one. Though. But mm-hmm. I, I'm off my soapbox because I got plenty more. I got clips in the chamber. So yeah, go ahead. It's just, um, like, I'm not dumb. Like, I know this country is built on hate and, and greed. And I know mm-hmm. probably only a room of 12 actually picks who's in that White House. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I also understand that the president really doesn't make any um, any moves. It's the people behind the president that's putting things in place. But, mm-hmm. but you're... Think about it like this. If you're a working person, a common person, a peop- uh, a person of the working class, and you don't go vote, you're telling people in numbers, that's why a census, a census is a thing. You're telling people in numbers, majority of people from your culture, majority of people from your area or where you are, show up to vote in the one percent so compared to the people that show up in the 60 percent the 90 percentile or the 75 percentile your opinion shouldn't matter and then you're gonna have a room where 12 people might vote should we completely take these people out of the criteria to vote because they don't show up to vote and you're going to have I, I, I all in favor. Okay, they out. Now, you have only this culture of people, this rank of people, this area of people get to vote. And now you left out. So now your new complaint is going to be why we left out. Oh, this is not right. Oh, we are human beings. We should be able to have the opinion. No, you ain't show up. You ain't show up. And they track who doesn't vote. They will send you a letter because they send me, they've been sending me shit all month. They will send you a letter and be like, oh, um, we missed you or have you voted yet? They've been sending that shit all month for the last two months. So it does matter to extend. They know where you live. They know who's in your household and they know what culture you come from. Exactly. Let, let me let me just break down some numbers just just for like the grand like scheme of things. So in Philadelphia, 238,000 blacks did not vote. You know, mm-hmm. the, the current president, because we're not, this is not a political podcast. 
the pre- the current president won that state by forty four thousand votes. In right. Atlanta, five hundred thirty thousand of us, our folks, didn't vote. Mm-hmm. President won by two hundred eleven thousand votes. Miami, Florida, three hundred seventy nine thousand votes. He won that by one hundred thirteen thousand votes. And more important, in Detroit, two hundred seventy seven thousand people did not vote. Trump won that by eleven thousand. And mind you, that's just five. Because actually, I didn't even say Milwaukee, 93,000. And Mm. he won that by 23,000. And these are just numbers, statistics. And I'm not even like a statistician at all. All I do know is the numbers I see and the things I hear. Yeah, not only should it not be happening, the same people from these states have told me before, at least for the states that I listed off, there have been people who said, what's the point of voting? It's not going to count anyway. One vote's not going to count. Your vote's not going to count. This person told me not to. This person said this. I'm like, everybody can tell you everything. But the thing is, one thing is sure. November 3rd, people are going to go vote. Why can't it be? Mm-hmm. Why, can't, why can't you be that one person who, in every other circumstance, you've got your own opinion, your own thoughts. Make your own vote. It, it's not that fucking hard. It, it really ain't. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good grief. And notice how we are the main ones that they always point out how many numbers did not show up. They never exactly. point out how many numbers showed up. They point out mm-hmm. who did not show up, who fell short. Yep. Um, but it's always us. Always this, us. When you when you see um the debates and you see that they're not talking about black people's issue and they're not talking about this that's affecting us because we don't show up. Like if, 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 if I show up, my two kids show up and then I'm one of 15 families on my street that voted versus they didn't vote. They stayed in their homes. Mm-hmm. I can't save the block. You can't. But it's, the thing is, I think a lot of people are treating voting like a fucking cookout or a family reunion. It's like, you know what? Like, <laughs> let me know how it. Let me know how it is when you get there. Like, let yeah. me know how many people are there. It's like that's not how that vote. You know, that's not how it works. Yeah. When you're there, you're there, and it's completely different for everybody else. Somebody might go in and they might vote blue. Another person might vote red. Another person might just be there just to see what the fuck you vote. But the thing is, they're going. There are people who completely say they are not going to vote. Or they're not even going to go. Why? Because it's a waste of their time. But then yeah. you know what happens? The day after, a couple of days after, the week after, when we get those votes, those are those same people who go on social media and fake the funk. They right. sit there and they say, "Oh yeah, well I know for a fact. Like you know, it didn't matter anyway. This was going to be the result." Like no, you could have been that swing vote. You could have been Kevin Costner in that fucking movie. Well, you right. could have been the one vote that mattered. But the thing is, you chose not to, and this is the end result. But I'm gonna tell you this now. As sure as I'm black, as sure as Chan is black, mm-hmm. let y'all say something to me and you didn't vote, or I heard you say you didn't vote, you told me you didn't vote. <laughs> and you, you can't tell me shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna look at you like you got fucking eight heads. I'm like, there's no fucking way you are having this conversation with me. And if you go out there on social media and I see you doing it, all I'm gonna do, I ain't gonna put you out there. Yeah. I'm gonna just gift your ass. I'm I'm gonna hit you with the you looking real funny in the light. <laughs> You, you look real funny in the light. Yeah. You got to be proactive. And that means yeah. you do some of what you could do 
and somebody else do some of what they can do. And even mm-hmm. if we want to use this 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 cookout method, mm-hmm. the worst type of people are the people who get mad that they weren't invited to the cookout, get mm-hmm. invited to the next cookout, and then they show up with nothing in their hands, but they want to eat. And then they exactly. get mad at you for not having enough food. Well, if you mm-hmm. showed up and you brought something and somebody else brought something, then wouldn't we have enough to go around? Like, you exactly. can't fuck shit and you're not doing shit. Yeah, you, you can't be that bougie person at the fucking cookout who decides you want to sit at your own table while everybody else is sitting there socializing. Get to know somebody. Get familiar. Go and sit mm-hmm. at the table with the, with the kids. Go and play football with the people playing. More importantly, get to know the person on the grill. See how he fucking makes the chicken. But instead, your lonely ass is out here talking about, nah, I ain't going to do this. Nah, I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to get, you know, I ain't going to socialize. You're looking like the fucking, you know, the new girlfriend at Thanksgiving who's sitting at the <laughs> table by herself while, every, while everybody's sitting there like, well, why, why your friend? And, you know, that's what they do. They don't say, you know, the family members will be like, oh, you know, Greg bought that new girl over there. She over there acting real bougie. She's sitting there by herself. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Go. That, that's that person who don't vote. That's that bougie girlfriend at the cookout, the bougie <laughs> girlfriend at Thanksgiving. Everybody looking at you like, I don't even know why you mad. You got the sour face like y'all got somewhere else to be. You ain't got yeah. nowhere else to be. Tying yeah. that in. November 3rd, you ain't got no fucking where to be. Your jobs, most of them even give you the opportunity to go vote. The one day out of the year, you can call your boss and say, I am late. You can literally go on November, no, November 2nd, go get drunk, and then purposely be late. Short we are not telling you to go get drunk. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not t- I'm not telling you to go get drunk, but all I'm going to say is, by the t- think about it. If the lines are that long, I can promise you this. Your hangover will be gone before you get to the voting booth. I promise you this. Yeah. So, if all you have to do is go get drunk the night before, have fun and celebrate, you can vote and regardless of which way it swings, you can just know you did your part. Now, in turn with that, whenever the votes actually are cast and we find out the result, mm-hmm. you can also go back to the bar and you can have one of two things. Regret that it went that way yeah. Or regret that you didn't vote. Which one do you want to pick? Because I'm not at the bar hanging out with you, drinking, talking about the regret of not voting. Or, you know, I wasn't going to vote anyway. This is that. No, I want to drink with you and get drunk and hear your drunken stories. Because we were like, hey, we both went and we sat in them lines for two hours. Or mm-hmm. we did the early voting. Hey, we, we can talk about things because we have something to relate about. But I repeat, I am not arguing with you motherfuckers who won't vote. Listen, when I went today, it was full circle. It was parents in line with their kids that had their homework because they still had school today. Mm-hmm. It was um, the old lady that gave me my ballot card and asked me how my day is going that probably dealt with segregation, that probably dealt with not even being able to vote at one time, that probably saw you know, her mom having to sit in the back of the bus or her dad not being able to eat at a restaurant when they were super hungry that had to take three buses to go get something to eat. Like, it's Mm -hmm. that. And I feel sorry for her, even though she's working, you know, in the ballots um, to help, you know, get people through the lines to see that, see people, Black people have so much opportunity now. And not mm-hmm. take advantage of that shit. It's disrespectful. No, oh, what, what burns a hole in my ass is when people say little things that it, they don't make sense to me. Like, 
People will go on Twitter, they go on social media and talk about the reparations they should deserve and they should get. And, you know, why, why weren't we getting this? Us black people should get this. We should get this. And I'm only speaking about black people because this is my experience. It's not everybody yeah. else's. This is my experience. As a black man, I have friends. I've had enemies. I've had people that are strangers all say at some point, we need reparations. We need this. We need this. We need this. You know where it starts? The voting. You know where else it starts? Stop going and trying to get something from your ancestors, your peers, and you aren't even acknowledging or just even just showing the gratitude for the shit that they went through in mm-hmm. order for you to have the privilege to vote. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. And when I hear people say, oh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm like, yo, you ain't going to do it. But I guarantee you right now, if they said we're we going to give you a $20,000, $50,000 check for reparations, you're going to have your fucking hand out. But the thing is, what if they said, you know what, we're going to do that, but you got to vote. I guarantee you, your opinion's going to change. Your view's going to change. All that shit. What if they said, we got to give out reparations to all of the people that voted between this year and this year? Mm-hmm. Because if, be you, if, you, if you think about it, the people that need the reparations are probably dead mm-hmm. on their sick bed, uh, social security, living with family members, being shoved off. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are homeless. Some of them have no address. Um, you know, those are the people that dealt with shit that deserve reparations. The people of today, we're dealing with shit, but we're dealing with shit in a different way. We're dealing with the fact that, you know, we might be at a job, but it doesn't pay well. We might be at a job being disrespected. We might be at a job um, having certain talents, but too scared to go out on the limb and and have our own careers or start our own businesses. It's a different type of, okay, I have all these this freedom and these options, but I have no plan. Mm-hmm. I think Black people have to be our ancestors' reparations. Absolutely. We have... Absolutely. We have the education because black women are the most educated. Mm-hmm. We have the um, opportunity. We have the um, know-how. The internet is damn near free. Wi-Fi is everywhere. We have the ability and we have the people. We show up mm-hmm. in numbers for sneakers. We show up in numbers for Popeye's chicken. We show mm-hmm. up in numbers for Black Friday. We show up in numbers... Um, for the uh, food stamps office and it's not just black people on food stamps but we get looked at the most on food stamps because our numbers keep growing the most we show up the most to spend money for for clothes drinks uh, clubs why don't we show up to be proactive for what our opportunities can be exactly ladies if, you, if you're listening to me, this is Greg here. This is like a moment. Maybe I need to have like the, the more you know, like sound go over this little clip. I might think about <laughs> that. But I'm, I'm going to say this. Any woman who can listen to the sound of my voice right now, I'm going to say this to you. And I'm only speaking to you. Men can just shut up and just take this for what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't get that nigga a PS5 and them Fenty oh, boxes if you don't vote. I'm telling you this shit for sure. If, the, if he can't go and stand in line with you, for that, but he can go stand in line for a fucking PS5. He can go stand in line for the fucking Jordans that are coming out December 12th. All that shit. I'm telling you. He don't deserve you. In turn, fellas, the same situation should work for you. If she don't want to drive you to vote, because you know how y'all niggas are. Like, she got drive there, at least for my goal, right? So if, 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, I ride with her and we can do it together. Just go and ride with her. Have a conversation with her. Get to learn her. A lot mm-hmm. of y'all that are single, go with the person y'all been trying to holler at in them DMs for the past four months during this quarantine. Ask mm-hmm. them what's up. Let's go sit at the booth together. I don't even care who you vote for. Let's just talk about getting to know each other and then go vote. And then y'all can do whatever y'all going to do with the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Voting, voting matters even if you think it doesn't. And more importantly, I said it and I'm going to say it again. I am not arguing with you motherfuckers who won't vote. Period. I would like to apologize to all my ancestors before me for all the dicks I allowed to enjoy my comfy couch that did not vote, that I know they don't, they, did, they never voted. Bro, like, you, you, gotta, you gotta take your body count down. Any nigga that didn't vote, take, <laughs> take them off your body count. What the fuck? Oh, you, you slept with eight niggas? Great. But you know what? Five of them didn't vote? You, you practically a virgin oh, again. Uh, the reason why? Is, <laughs> what? These niggas is trash. Oh okay. my god. Like, so I'm probably down two, so now it's just, you know what I'm saying? Five dicks. <laughs> I'll accept, but oh you know, God. to to be honest, if that nigga ain't got a job now, mm-hmm. girl, don't you buy him that PS5? I'm telling you, like the only only, P- only men who are supplying grade A dangling mm-hmm. take care of their priorities, take care of you. Take care of themselves. Take their asses to the doctor. Take their asses to the dentist, and and are consistent. Deserve a PS Five, honey. Exactly. More importantly, if that nigga wants a PS Five, and you ask him what games he wants, and he just tells you the same games you just bought him for the Xbox One that just came, you know, oh, you got Madden. <laughs> Oh, you got NBA 2K? I'm buying you a fucking $600 system and you're going to play the same fucking game where all they do is do incremental updates for the next people, you know, the next couple people who got drafted the Come next on. year. Fuck that. No, no, I, I got to speak on this. I'm sorry. This is this is a great corner, okay? So I, I've had a personal vendetta against Madden and NBA 2K for a very fucking long time. Them games are not cheap. They're $60, $65, right? So you, you go... And now they have the digital version. So a lot of people ain't even got to leave the fucking couch. I remember once upon a time, we had to go into GameStop, stand in line, go get yes. them fucking games, stand there midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and you may or may not get the game. Now, Xbox and PlayStation are telling you, you know what? Take this game, please. The reason why I want you to take it is because it's the same fucking game as last year. Tying this all in. When you vote, vote for two things. The person that you want to run over office and the nigga who deserves that PS5. Mm. Vote on them two things. More importantly, when you ask him what games he wants for his PS5, if the first two things out of his mouth are 2K or Madden, let him go. And the <laughs> words, and the words, and the words of our great Lord Keisha Cole, let him go. Because mm-hmm. that nigga, he's not, he's not a gamer. He's just a nigga who's gonna sit on your couch, probably when you go out to vote, mm. playing the PS5 or the PS4, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. In his uniform, that, that, right? That, that's my sermon. That, that's my sermon. But you know, you know what? You you were tired in you know like jobs and you know people not working. So this is what already on the subject of niggas just not working or not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah. it, let, let's get into the next topic because boy, I, I could have okay. went on for an hour about that. So um, I love to tweet. I love to hear different perspectives, and um, Twitter is where you need to be to broaden your knowledge about shit. Let me tell you how the staircase of information goes. It goes 
Twitter to Instagram to Facebook. Facebook is always the last to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram might give you that long video, but Twitter is where you need to be for the first to know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I um, there was a, a a follower of mine that tweeted, "There are hundreds of jobs, or there's a lot of jobs out here yet." unemployment is high as fuck mm. and I didn't have to respond he didn't direct it to me he just said it and I happened to be scrolling and see it and I said to him there probably are hundreds of jobs and people are, are still unemployed and it's high as fuck because jobs don't match the predicament and the predicament exactly. is people have mortgages People have multiple vehicles that are on a payment plan, a lease. People have daycare. People have um, rent. People have multiple properties that they're expecting money from, but people can't pay it because they're not working, not getting unemployment, so they don't have that extra flowing cash. People have um, medical bills that they can't pay, student loans that they can't pay, Um People have so much shit that they need and courts are shut down, but the courts are opening up for some states to go ahead and evict motherfuckers. And my thing is like, if unemployment and the government is shut down as far as unemployment or they're on a suspension or pause due to the CDC, why the fuck is the courts open? Like a twelve dollar paying job is not going to help me when I have all of that that that, that I need. Mm. I feel like the minimum wage, where living anywhere in the United States, needs to be twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's the reality that we living in, because people that have thirty dollar jobs still can't afford the lifestyle that they live that they need, and that's basic. So you can't tell me that there's hundreds of jobs. And and they're paying $12 an hour, $10 an hour. And it really doesn't matter if you have a degree or not, because that don't pay shit either. And mm-hmm. you have children that can't physically go to school. You have daycares that are not open because of this COVID. And they try to act like COVID is not a thing. They try to exactly. act like schools are wide the fuck open, and they're not. Different mm-hmm. counties have schools open, and some don't. And then you have virtual school. So if I'm working a $12 an hour job exposing myself to a motherfucking virus that's killing people, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to take care of and be a parent to a child that has virtual school? Mm. How am I supposed to be in a job and be at home with my child at the same time? Yeah, it doesn't work. The, the, the needs don't uh, coincide with the predicament and it's kind of like the government has their eyes shut and they're demanding things from people the courts are demanding things from people the landlords are demanding things from people then you have this motherfucking mortgage banking system that chose to take advantage of people who have mortgages so they're telling you oh you don't have to pay your mortgage you can wait to pay your mortgage but what they're not telling you is that your mortgage is going to go up 5% because of the mm-hmm. fee. Then you yeah. might as well go ahead and struggle and pay it because you're going to struggle later. You're going to struggle when you're trying to catch up. Here's my here's my issue. There are people who will tell you you being the person with actual responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Hey, go ahead 
take that job that's 13, 14, 15, 16 dollars an hour, right? But a lot of them same people, their only debt is Netflix, Spotify, and that <laughs> random ass iTunes purchase. It's like, yo, you don't have responsibilities. I talked to a lot of people who yeah. said, you know, at the beginning of COVID when they lost their job, they're like, man, this job's out here. Y'all just don't want to take them. No. The reason why they don't want to take them is because even with the South, like, it's better to be on unemployment for a lot of people. Listen, that's why a lot of people, the first time, um, a lot of jobs were furloughed. Like, my job was furloughed and furloughed a lot of people in the company. And we automatically got to collect unemployment. But then when the stores started opening back, they weren't taking their calls from the job. They weren't um, coming back to work because the unemployment was paying them way more weekly than they were actually making working weekly. And that alone should tell you that these motherfuckers know that they're paying people below what they need to be paying people to make a fucking living and it's very fucked up this is what kanye was talking about when he said new slaves Mm -hmm. you are a slave to a job and they know it well there are i'll I'll give you a little insight on my job without saying too much right so once once the covid thing or the coronavirus actually picked up my job already knew they were like Mm -hmm. in order to keep the job we're going to just eliminate shit. So what they did was they eliminated the 401k. They eliminated the raises, the oh. bone. Any, anything that involved us actually having a perk for the job was yeah. gone. Kaput. Done. Then when they realized about three or four weeks ago, when they were like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the end of the year. We've overworked them so they didn't have to lose the jobs and stuff like that. But we still got to file this for our company taxes. So what they did was mm-hmm. they said, the only way we can actually do that is to give them the bonuses and those raises and the things like that. The issue that they don't understand right now is, yeah, you can tell us in November, yeah, you can get a raise and a bonus. They think people want to wait next November until the next bonus. Oh, no. Me right here. Greg, I'm telling you this now. We get our raises every fucking July. I'm expecting yeah. another raise in July. But there are certain people, just kind of all in, there are certain people who have literally gone back to jobs that furloughed them. When mm-hmm. they were getting paid more money to do absolutely fucking yeah. nothing, which means one of two things. One, the job didn't appreciate them. But more importantly, you should have paid them what they were worth. So yep. the fact that people are getting paid what they should be getting paid for doing nothing lets me know that the government, these companies, and more importantly, the people that hire them know that they are underpaying people. That's why yeah. you have temp, like right now, you can go to a temp agency and you can apply for a job. Because trust me, I've done it. I have a job and I still mm. apply. And they're telling us, oh, well, you know, the influx, there aren't a lot of jobs, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, y'all keep telling us on the news and newspapers, hey, there's this loot, this large like influx of jobs. Mm-hmm. We're in DC. This is like the, the mecca for having it's a job. It's expensive as fuck to live in DC. It's, it's expensive. So let, let me just give you like a, a guideline of how DC works. Since we're, you know, we're doing this the first episode, I know we're trying to keep it to an hour, but we're going to have to go over tonight. Okay. So number one, when you <laughs> move to DC, when you, when you come to DC, if you yeah. haven't already gone to Georgia, because a lot of people, they are in DC for like three or four years, then they go to Georgia, realize that's not for them. Then they go yeah. to Texas. Then they come back to DC because they realize, you know what? I actually like it here. But in DC, the average studio apartment runs you about like sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars a month. Oh shit! Um, a, a, a month. This is the it. average this is mortgage the... in Georgia is about thirteen hundred dollars for a house. Oh, oh well, <laughs> not, not not only just for for the studio apartment, it's sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars. That's 
on the outskirts of D.C. If you want to live in D.C., I can tell you this. You will have a roommate if you want something decent or you're going to live in not a slum, but just like something that's like, you know, you might have a roach across the floor. You might have oh, a rat right. right outside your apartment. You, but the thing is, a lot of people, like what I've noticed is white people don't care. They will move into an area that hasn't been gentrified yet and just wait it out. We won't do that. That like, works. Oh, fuck a that. lot of places in Atlanta is gentrifying where you'll have, oh, this is grandma's house and it costs about 20000 right now compared to this house right next to grandma's house that was built by a contractor that costs you about $1.3 mil. Yeah. Oh, no. One of, one of the greatest things I learned about D.C. came from a white person, white college student. Mind you. This is what I learned. So they go and they go to college. They do the four year thing. Right. But yeah. their junior, their junior year, right before their senior year, they apply for jobs here in, you know, in D.C. Once they apply for these said jobs, they also apply for like affordable housing. The reason why they pay for affordable mm-hmm. housing, because they figure they're moving to D.C., but they're moving without the job. So when they yeah. get the job, they make sure they get that the bare minimum job. And it's just them. So they're automatically making minimum wage to begin with. Not minimum wage, but more so under that salary cap of, I think, like $74,000, right? Where they can oh. afford that. They don't get any roommates. They don't say, oh, my boyfriend is coming in, you know, three days a week to, you know, stay at my apartment, something like that. But they mm-hmm. get affordable housing. But the thing is, affordable housing, I think people think, oh, it's in the hood, it's in the ghetto. D.C. don't really have the ghettos anymore. They don't have the slums anymore. They have that buildings that could have been. Baltimore, which is yeah, close. But, oh, trust me. I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, I know what Baltimore is like. I've watched The Wire. Let me tell you this. The fucking Wire <laughs> lied to you. Yeah. The, the fucking, it, it lied to you. So just tying it all in, when you have people who come to D.C., they go and they work at these companies for a year or two, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I asked this person, I was like, how much money do you pay in rent? Every mm-hmm. month with, you know, with your affordable health, you know, affordable housing, everything that like you said, I pay $710 a month. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh. you pay, you pay $710,000 a month. I was like, what's your salary? And mind you, he's a grade above me. This motherfucker yeah. is a paralegal too. He's making on average $119,000 a year now. But the thing is, he's under the affordable housing because what he did was he took the lowest salary he could get for his first job and mm-hmm. then. He did that for a year just to say, hey, I'm in D.C. I'm going to get a base salary so I can stay in this house. But once you're there, they can't move you about that bitch. So then oh, shit. He, goes and gets the jo- he gets the job that he wants for his career. He's still living there. In the like grand scheme of things, in those two years, they gentrified where he's living. So his apartment, what they did was they had done all the home, like all the apartments in his building. They redid them. I'm talking mm-hmm. hardwood floors, washer and dryers in the unit, the fucking floor to ceiling balcony windows that, you know, go outward. I was like, oh, he, he's doing it up, right? Mm-hmm. But then what he said was, oh, I, all I had to do while they were doing my apartment is I moved into another apartment. So he went from being in a studio apartment, paying $710,000 to moving into a two-bedroom apartment that he don't need. And he's paying $1,310. Now, mind you, 1310 is what he's paying for the 200 uh the two bedroom right yeah. now for me just ballpark figure i pay roughly two thousand dollars for a two bedroom apartment you know oh. what that also is a fucking mortgage so to say right. that dc is to say that dc is overpriced is an understatement dc is one of those places where it go ahead my um when i was living in new york my friends they lived in the um same building um, that Spike Lee made um, do the right thing in, mm-hmm. and um, and she grew up in that apartment with her parents. But mm-hmm. what she did when she got older with her fiance was uh, remodel the apartment. 
So instead mm-hmm. of having all the rooms, most apartments in New York are like straight walkthroughs. It's like yeah. a line, right? Instead of mm-hmm. having separate little rooms, they knocked out all of the doors so you can walk through the apartment. So when you get in instantly, you're in the kitchen and then you see the bathroom. There's only wow. one bathroom. Then when you go in through a walkway, then you're in the office, which was one of which was her brother's bedroom when she was growing up, but they made it into like the office. Then you go into the next room, which was somebody else's bedroom, but now it's like a walk-in closet. So you see all of somebody's closet, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go into the next room and half of what the bedroom used to be, they made into a living room and then you have their bed, but you can see their everything. So mm. it's not a two bedroom. It's a one bedroom. Like that one den. Gave, right. Kind of like damn near a studio. Wow. So um, they're paying $3,000 in oh, no. that apartment by itself we're not talking no bills no nothing three thousand off tops and their next door neighbors to eight people in a two-bedroom apartment paying twenty eight thousand dollars a month to be in the middle of soho and the only reason why she was paying they were paying three thousand a month was because her parents were still on the apartment as the owners and they're still on the rate that they were paying when she was growing up. This is, this so, is why. Go ahead. People, Ooh, people glorify New York, but the mm-hmm. thing that you don't understand, people are fucking mean in New York is because they mm-hmm. don't enjoy their homes. They yeah. spend their money and their time working to be able to keep their head afloat, to have somewhere to live, to have something to eat when they go home, but they do not have time to be home and enjoy that shit. Exactly. It just, it, it just really like burns me like uh, just, it just burns me at the fact that people don't understand like how like housing works and stuff like that. So when I yeah. tell like my friends when they're like, oh, well, you know, my mom sold her house or something like that. I'm like, you could have stayed in that house. There are a lot of people who, there's no generational, like, value, if you want to call it that. Like, shout, shout out to, like, forget that, yo, and all of them. Like, they've talked about generational, like, values and people going and selling their parents' homes that they, they're paid off because yeah. they they wanted the, the single family, the big single family home. Like, you know what? Your mom's three-bedroom, two-bathroom house that she's had for fucking 45, 50 years that she got from her grandmother. You know, yes. the house is paid off. You can change it's that shit to apartments, studios oh. that people will pay for. A lot of places in New York are owned and people go ahead and Airbnb the rooms. You know how much a fucking night in, in New York is for a, a hotel? Try three hundred plus dollars a night. So imagine having a a brownstone in fucking New York and being able to set your price for whatever Airbnb you want and not have mm-hmm. to go to an actual job. You're living off of your house, and that's what people don't understand. When you own things, figure out how to keep the things that you own. Exactly. But the thing is, the the, the excuse because it's no longer a logical reason. The excuse is. I can't attain it. I can't get it. 
There are ways for you to get it. There are programs that will help you get it. Yeah, yeah. you might have to eat fucking McChickens for a couple months, but you know what? Once you save up, once you save up your money, you got it. Once you save up your money, they have first-time homeowners programs. Yeah. Honestly, the the best advice I've heard people say is, you know what? Go in on a house with one of your friends. Go and say, you know what? Yeah. Not even a friend, a family member. Go and say, you know what? Me and you know my sister, me and my brother, me and my mother, who, whoever the fuck. Put y'all all in that same fucking house. Y'all were raised together in that sa- in a house or in some type of household. Go get a house that's like three, four hundred thousand dollars. They mm-hmm. don't need to know your mother lives there because that's your shit. You can have yeah. whoever stays with you. Y'all go, y'all put that down payment down, and they say, you know what? You pay, you know, each month you pay eight hundred dollars. You pay eight hundred dollars. Your mortgage is already paid by then, and you got mm-hmm. people that already fuck with you. And you know what happens once your mortgage is paid off? You know what you do? You tell them. To do it with the next house. I've seen people go, and this is just a testament. I've had mm-hmm. my mom's coworker tell me what she did. She went and she got herself a house. She invited mm-hmm. four of her homegirls to go and you know stay as roommates to her. Each of them got their own space. I think they one of them had like shared bathrooms or something. So once they in the basement, they had their own bathroom. Then the other two bedrooms, they had to share the bathroom at the top level. And then her, she had to end up, you know, she got the master bedroom with her own bathroom and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. happened was. They paid off the fucking mortgage in four years. After they paid the mortgage off Damn. and everything, in, in four years, what she did was she done moved out. She moved out and she gave the house to her friend that had first moved in there. with Because, you know, some people want to be like, hey, I don't want to live in this situation no more. But the one yeah. who stayed, she gave her that house. Because you know why? The house was paid for. But at that mm-hmm. point, her friend that took the house from her, she went and said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing that you taught me how to do. So now, not only does she have a house, but they both can go with, I guess, like, say, she has the house and her friend that told her about it got a house. So each of them have a house. But that house mm-hmm. they originally had, they rent that motherfucker out. They rent it out make college kids and make money. That That is how not only you create generational value, but it's a way to make sure that your pockets are not empty. That, Listen, it, it's, it's really a lot that of, simple. A lot of cultures do that where you might see a house full of an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a sister, a brother, a niece, a nephew. But there is a plan in place to not have you waste your money in rent, to not have you waste your money um, leasing vehicles to get from point A to point B. Let's all be in here and then save up money and then let's all chip in in the bills. And then once somebody has enough money to go out and buy and own something, then mm-hmm. you can. And then what we do, we set up the next person. We set up the next person. We have to get to a point where our mentality is to set up family to be yeah. able to do for themselves and do for others before they leave the house. Yeah, but the, the reason why people think that doesn't work is because people are like, I, I need my own space. We've all been there. I've been there. You've probably been there when it's like, okay. You want your own space. You don't need your own space. Exactly. You know, when I lived with my grandmother, when I lived with my mother, it was like, damn, I can't bring no woman home. I can't sleep with them because they might hear. You know what? If we paying the same amount for this place, though, you're going to hear me fucking. That's just how that works. (laughs) But the thing is, we're in this we're in this together. So it's like, okay, yeah. you might pay what you pay. You have your responsibilities. I have my responsibilities. The thing is, we're sharing this space 
And as long as we respect each other, it's fine. So when that person moves out, they moved out and they saved their money. That's why you have a lot of people on Twitter, and that's the worst place to go for this advice, but this is the only merit that I can give. Some people will say, well, I can't, you know, I can't live at home. My mom, my mom is this way. My mom is this way. Have you thought why she's that way? Because not the 10, you ain't shit. <laughs> you won't save you won't save your money. Your money consists of going and you know, going out to fucking Tulum and going out to this place and going to this place. Yo, y'all, y'all spending all your money in this place and then are concerned why your mother keeps kicking you out every fucking eight months. The reason why she keeps kicking you out every eight months, because you're bringing a nigga who ain't shit there. Bring, when you bring him there and she already know he ain't shit, why don't you bring him to your own place? It's hard to like have responsibilities when you know for a fact that not only you ain't shit, but the niggas that you're around ain't shit. But just tying it all in, when it comes to like generational value, getting the house and stuff like that, like people just need to save their money. Or more importantly, move in with somebody who you know for a fact is smart and knows how to manage their money. When people don't manage their money right, they get fucked up. You can't buy a house with nothing. Even though this yeah. program's for it, but you need to come with something and get your credit right too. And a lot of home buyers programs, they look at habits. I have a lot of friends that's, that's in the home buyers program right mm-hmm. now for the NACA. They look for habits. You know, what are your yeah. spending habits? Let me see all your receipts. Let me see all your bank statements. If you on there and it's Amazon, 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 sheen, 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 uh, Delta, Delta, Delta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They not about but, to give you their money. Yeah, but that like even for me, like today, I think I told you, like we had talked to the lender today. So the lender told us, "Oh, your credit straight. You've been doing what you're supposed to be doing." They said, "Continue to do that." When they say "continue to do that," that doesn't mean, "Hey, by the way, now we can go. We can search for houses. We know for a fact the houses types that we want and how much money yeah. we can afford." That doesn't mean, "Hey, if you're qualified for five hundred thousand dollars, go try to get a million dollar house." That's what they're no. not telling you to do. More, more importantly. Even with that, like say, for example, you go to the lender and you do everything right. Mm-hmm. When they say you're pre-approved for that, that doesn't mean go spend money for that house. Don't go and say, no. you know what? You ain't even got the house yet. You're out here. Oh, I'm going to buy a lawnmower. I'm going to prepare myself. because People I don't, don't understand. When, when, when banks go ahead and approve you and, and credit unions and you mm-hmm. get the house, right? Mm-hmm. After you get the house for a couple of months, they are still looking at your fucking account. Exactly. They want to know. It's not no. Oh, the... I got the house. I'm good now. No, they're looking at your fucking account. Yeah, because and, and, and I've seen people do a chance. Like they will literally go. They'll get the house, and they are going. Okay, I think who, who told me something. Basically, what happened was they got the house. They were pre-approved. They got the offer. All, all this stuff just happened all at once, right? So then they found out the one thing that even I found out, and I was surprised about. There's going to be that month when you get the house that there's no payment. Like mm. that, I guess it's like that first month or whatever, like you don't mm-hmm. have a payment. So say, for example, you close for a house in like November, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to December, like that's considered your first mortgage payment, but there's no payment because that was a part of your closing cost. People yeah. think that's fucking free money. So say if your mortgage is like ballpark figure, maybe like $1,600, right? People mm-hmm. think that's sixteen hundred dollars that they can go spend. That's not sixteen. No, that's you know, that dollars. You need to be preparing to pay next month on top of the fucking exactly. utilities that come with a five bedroom, four bath house. Yeah, exactly. People think, oh, like you, you can go. Like I don't, I don't care if you go month to month with things and stuff like that. But 
when you have when you know you have the money that you can save, save that shit. There are a lot of things that this pandemic has taught me, and I'm sure it's taught you. But one thing that it's taught me for a fact is I ain't gotta spend a lot of money on shit to be happy and be satisfied with my way of living. Honestly, yeah. being in the house, I can eat a cup of noodles. I've done it before. And I've mm-hmm. been completely fine with it. Just because I'm in the house doesn't mean, oh, I'm gonna order fucking DoorDash every day. Mm-hmm. Or just yeah, they be like, eating honestly, your food anyway. Their hands be in your bag anyway. It's a pandemic. Oh, Don't do it. Oh, yeah. was it you that posted that video of somebody like uh, at a carryout? They um, yeah, fucking had the lady had her hand in the fucking like lemonade and they were stirring it with their own hand. I said, oh no, oh. no! I posted oh, a yeah. video of a man sitting in the car before he brought the food up, eating their shit. Oh, see, that that's how you get shot. Okay, that's what we won't do. <laughs> like, I will shoot your ass, and I'm not playing. And you can take this recording that we have, this podcast, and you can play it to the feds. I'm going to tell you the same way I'm going to tell them. The nigga tried me. The nigga got shot. And that's just how it works. Period. Right. Like, I, I don't play with my food. Like, I'm, I'm already really skeptic about, like, how my food's already being made. So yeah. just to, tr- to trust a stranger to bring that shit to me in good condition. Like, right. imagine going and ordering, like, fucking, I know people order fast food all the time. I would be upset if I ordered DoorDash for like Wendy's or McDonald's, right? And mm-hmm. that shit says it's gonna take twenty or thirty minutes. The reason why I'm gonna be mad is because I know my fries gonna be cold. I could have got the that shit Twenty or thirty minutes to be done. The fuck? Let me go up Man. there and go get it myself. Yeah, no, I just I'll just go get in the car and drive. Y'all paying twenty eight dollars for a fucking uh Big Mac meal, large fry McFlurry for a five dollar meal. What? Are y'all crazy? It's moments like that when you realize, like, a lot of people just don't care about how they spend their money. And I'm just not one of those. I'm, you know, one of those people. And I'm sure you aren't as well. Like, we have to save. And the reason why we have to save is because we want to be able to one day have that house that we can give to our daughters. We want Listen. to be in a situation where our our kids don't want for nothing. And a lot of people don't want the same things, but they keep acting like they do. And it's just it's scary to watch. This is why I never, even when I work in corporate, I never understood people that were like, all right, it's my lunchtime. I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A. All right, it's my lunchtime. I'm about to go to the mall. All right, it's my lunchtime. I'm just like, so you got an apartment that's for lease. You got a car with a $500 car payment. You got, um, you know, uniform or, you know, (laughs) business casual clothing that you buy. Mm-hmm. And then you eat out lunch every day? Cause Do you know how much that fucking costs? Do you right. know you can spend the amount of money you're spending throughout the week getting lunch, cooking for yourself, and spending probably 80% less than what you're spending on your lunch? And that's one meal of the day? Like, I don't understand it, especially with kids. Like, my, you can ask my kids. We probably mm-hmm. eat out once a month. And you know why we're eating out once a month? Because mommy got shit to do and we're not about to be at the house till about 9 o'clock. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I do one better. So say, for example, like people go and, you know, they want food and all that. Like the fast food shit. You don't have to have the fast food. You can make that shit at home. My wife, prime example, she goes to Starbucks a lot. Now, mind you. No, Starbucks is a bucket, honey. Unless you got some shares in that shit, you better stop. Oh, oh no. This this beautiful young lady that I called my wife got really indignant at me because I got <laughs> mad. One 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 Christmas, I went out of my way. I got her the ninja coffee machine, the shit that was like $229 <laughs> Black Friday sale. 
I was like, yo, she gonna like this because I know she like coffee. Let me go ahead and get her a coffee machine. Right? Do, do you know I bought I bought her this coffee machine that was $229.83 if you want to talk about the tax, right? So I went and got her all this. And she says to me, she was like, thank you, Greg. She's really appreciate, you know, she appreciates that she's using it for like two, three weeks, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. But then during this pandemic, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, every fucking day she's going to Starbucks. She's going to Starbucks. So no. me being the petty per the petty person that I am, I decide, you know what, I'm gonna go pick up the Starbucks today, right? I go and pick up the Starbucks. I went and got me the little, um, what do you call that shit? Um, the Very Berry Lemonade. I was like, okay, this is fucking $3.85. I can make this at home. And I go and I asked how much her coffee was. Her fucking coffee was like $4. I was like, wait, she paid $4 for this every time she come in here? I'm thinking it's going to be like $1.89, yeah. you know, $2. This shit is 4 bucks. That ain't no Mickey D coffee. Man, let, let, me, let me explain to you what I had to do. And she, she literally will not let me live this down. And it's not me being cheap. So anybody who's listening who thinks I'm cheap, I apologize. But it's just <laughs> semantics for me. She goes and she says, well, I pay, you know, $4, $4 for this, blah, 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 blah. I go to the Starbucks and I decide to ask them, what is the type of coffee that y'all make? So they have the fucking coffee on the shelves where you can buy, like, the merchandise and stuff like that. Do you mm-hmm. know that big ass bar, the big ass bag of the same coffee that they make in the store? It's like eight bucks. So I asked, how many cups of the same coffee can she make with this? Do you know, Sid? They said she can make 24 16-ounce cups with that same $8 bag. So I said, Listen, she could be the Starbucks at the house for other people man, making the link. Do, do you know, I went and bought her two bags of the coffee. And on top of that, mm-hmm. I went and got her the, you know, the addition to the little ninja thing that I got her, the little coffee brewer thing. I got her the mm-hmm. little froth thing that if she wants to make a frothy coffee she can make that shit she can drop the ice so it's iced coffee and she got the little eight dollar bags when i broke down to her how much it was and that we're trying to buy this house and stuff like that she understood she wasn't you know she wasn't mad you know after the fact that i broke it down to i was like you're spending this much money on shit that you know for a fact that they sell in the store and you can make it yourself but it's all convenient some people like the experience of going to starbucks like me for a fact I like, you know, I'm a guy. I like to get pampered. I like to get my fucking, you know, I, not my toes done, but I like to get a manicure, pedicure, and stuff Come like on, that. Come on, Greg, with the nice yeah. feet as a man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to have, you have self-care. But for me, yeah. I go once a month or may, maybe two, you know, twice a month. I know people that I've seen, they'll get their shit done every week. I wish yes. I could do that. But right now, I'm I'm not in the position to do that. And even me, Greg, so bad as a woman. There are women that go to the motherfucking nail salon every fucking Friday. And the reality is, women, I love nail polish, too. I have a hella nail polish at my house. I love getting my feet rubbed on, cleaned, and and, and painted. But I mm-hmm. also am very flexible, and I can bend down and do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I also know that, really, a woman only needs to get a manicure probably once every two and a half weeks or two weeks. If you can paint your nails, they're already filed. Your nails are already on if it's false nails. If it's gel, oh, it's, it's, it's going to last at least two weeks. Your mm-hmm. ass don't need to be in there every fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. If you get your feet and your toes done at a basic level in a motherfucking nail salon with a gel... Because it's supposed to last longer, you're spending roughly $62, and that's not even including the tip. Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when people tell me how much, like one girl on Twitter, mind you, this is 
on Twitter. We're going to get a little bell. So every time I say on Twitter, you're going to get like the ping or something like that. But basically, <laughs> the, 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 this, this girl says that she spends $145 every week to get her nails done. And I said, you, my reaction to her was, what's in your fridge? The reason Nothing. Why I had to condoms. Ask that, bro, condoms and she ain't got no condoms. No, I asked her. I was like, yo, let me see a picture of your fridge, right? Because I was like, there's no way. And she's like, what do you mean? You're trying try, try, try to tell me? I was like, look, I, I, I don't want to call you broke. You you might make more money than me. I don't care I don't care about how much money you make. My thing is how you spend your money. And people will be like, well, Greg, why are you counting her pockets? Because you're flaunting this shit. You are out here telling people. Like, I don't care if you got your nails done. But to go and say, hey, I spend $145 a week. I, I don't even have a calculator on me right now. But what is 145 times 52? What, what, let me let me just do the math real quick. Let, let me do the math on my calculator. Come on, calculator. Yeah, oh, I don't play that shit. I have to have a calculator in 2020. So basically, you go and you have, what, 145 times 52. That is a total of $7,540. Do you know what else that is? A down payment on a home. Yep. A fucking down payment on a home. You are fucking around going and getting your acrylics. You know what you need to do? You need to go and make friends with your nail technician and invite her to the Christmas party, the holiday party, the baby shower, your birthday. Take her to the club. Buy her a drink. Do something because $7,540 a year on your nails? Or, or paint for the fucking nails yourself. Like When I now, go to what? the nail I'm always having a back and forth with the nail tech because I tell them I don't want gel. But gel lasts longer. I don't want gel. I said, I like to get my nails done a particular color and my nails don't look like no motherfucking pop rocks after my nails get done because that's childish as fuck. All you grown ass women with jewels and all types of fuckery on your nails, y'all crazy. Yeah, I go and get my nails done and I said, I want it to be this color and I don't want gel because if you get gel in order for them to change the motherfucking nail polish, you got to come back to them and spend your money. When you don't get gel, you can change that motherfucking nail polish whenever the fuck you want. And people are going to assume that you went back to get your motherfucking nails done. No, bitch. I got the right nail polish. I got the right top coat. And I painted it Sunday night myself. Exactly. But the thing that's because not only do you know the value of your money, you know where and when to spend your money. You aren't going and spending fucking $145 to get you. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. That's a a monthly car note. Bro, you have, you spend $145 on your nails, but then y'all say shit like, well, you know, I ain't going, you know, if a guy's not taking me out to dinner, I ain't taking no nigga. Why would I take a nigga out to dinner? And I'm not trying to make it a man. (laughs) All all, all I'm going to say is this. Men already are trash when it comes to self-care to begin with. Yeah. But for you as a lady, I get it. You're trying to make yourself presentable. $145 spend that. However, you can't complain when somebody else does for you. So say for you know, example, a guy decides, you know what? I don't have it right now. You had $145 you could have spent this week. You went and got nice. You went and got cute. But the thing is, money's tight for me right now. I'm furloughed because of this, 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 and this. How about we go on dinner date to Chipotle? You can't go, oh, what the fuck is Chipotle? Like, I can get that myself. But you know what? You, you can't do it just because you done spent $145 on You better be man. biting them nails, ho. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> the, the, the 
the same people would be like, oh, I spent $145 in nails. They'd be getting mad at the fucking Chipotle lady talking about, yeah, I know the guac is extra, but wait, what you mean $2.85? That's what she meant. She said extra. You thought you was going to get extra for free? No. No. What is wrong with you? Y'all won't vote. Y'all spent fucking $150 on nails. Y'all here just doing wild, stupid shit. You know what? What else do we have? Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 